Hi, I'm Danielle Rodeutchen. Welcome to the fifth of the My Big Idea podcast for ASOS, recorded at London Fashion Week Spring Summer 17. In this episode, I'm talking to set designer and creative director Charlotte Leroux. Charlotte is a founding director and head of Backer Studio, a company which produces shows for London Fashion Week and also for the likes of Beyonce and Rihanna. Between shows, I spoke to Charlotte about her career and what it's like working at London Fashion Week. Here's Charlotte's big idea. Hi, Charlotte. Hello. Thanks so much for coming to talk to us for the My Big Idea podcast. Thank you for inviting me. It's a real pleasure. So here we are at London Fashion Week in Soho. Yes, indeed. And do you want to tell me a bit about what you're doing here? Yes. Okay. So um, my agency, Bacchus, is uh, the lead show producer. So we work for the British Fashion Council. We design and build and run and manage the main show space. And you're one of the founders of Bacchus, I am. Right? Yeah. I am. I've been doing this since I was a wee tiny little thing, <laughs> age 23. Um, and so, yes, we, we run the show space here. So all of the shows that happen here. We also run the presentation space at the ICA which is where the Young Emerging Designers show, which is really exciting. And what does it mean when you say you run So we design it, we produce it, you know, we build everything that goes into it. um, And we uh, then obviously work with the designers to facilitate their shows. And designers have very different visions. So, you know, it's it's not a cookie-cutter thing. You really have Mm -hmm. to kind of understand where they're coming from, what they're inspired by this season, what it is they're trying to convey with their collection and find ways of working with them, with set, with lighting, with whatever it might be to enhance that. Um, and so give how does it them... work? You sit down with them and talk it through? Do they bring oh, yeah. you inspiration or how does the process work? Usually the first thing I'll ask a designer for is their mood board because they will have done a mood board every season for their own collection, you know, the things that inspired them. And then also development, if there's any print development or textile development or... Um, you know, findings, fixtures, anything that they might be using that really derives from that point of inspiration, just understanding what those key elements are. Um, You know, if there's a a really important colour palette, if there's, you know, any particular story. You know, I've had literally, in terms of inspiration, everything from, you know, the the young female photographer Francesca Woodman through to um, various different artists, through to a novel that someone read, through to a fairy tale and or something their grandmother said to them when they were a kid. And then your part of your job is to then interpret that into a show space. and Into a production design. So, for example, the show space here we build as a sort of really beautiful white box with the mirrors on the ceiling, which you've probably seen, and these amazing film lights. So, I mean, it's already a very beautiful place. And some of the designers choose to use it as it is. And then other people will come in and we'll work with them to um, develop a, an, an aesthetic, a set build or a lighting design that really transforms it into something, you know, individual for them, which is so exciting because, you know, these guys are, are so talented. So invariably, whatever they bring to the table with, in terms of their inspiration is always really exciting mm. to work with. It means, you know, every season, we usually work on 11 or 12 shows a season ourselves, um, as well as building the space. And that means 11 or 12 different stories we're telling every season, 11 or 12 designs that we're developing every season. I mean, it's brilliant. And they're all so different. How big's your team? Big, really big. I think if you count everyone right down to the guys, you know, carrying the heavy stuff up and down the stairs when we're building, I think the team at its biggest is probably about 200 people during Fashion Week. It's huge. 
because we have the team here at Brewer Street um, in the BFC show space, but then we also have various production teams doing our shows off-site in different venues around London. Mm-hmm. So we're here at the shows for Spring Summer 17. Mm-hmm. What have been your highlights so far? Oh, I always need a couple of days after Fashion Week to, for it to kind of filter. Yeah, I really do because yeah. I see so much and I'm so focused on each one. Um, I actually really loved you, Don Choice collection. Um, oh yeah, I loved that. It was so. I love his his elegance, his really, really subtly different but very, very distinctive point of view about how. To dress the woman, there's those little touches that are Is really sexy. Is he one sexy. of the designers you worked with? Yeah. yeah. And what did he want in terms of a what very was his simple. inspiration board? Very, like? very, very simple. It was, it, as usual with you, Don, very, very clean and simple. And there was always that little touch of the, the sexy school girl. I don't know if you saw the yeah. knee socks with what the garters. What were his reference points that he brought to you? Um, very, very few. It, it really was that, you know, just this incredibly architectural, simple piece. And for him, it was all about the lighting and getting the lighting right, which was something we focused on. So just, how, how early before the show were you working on that with him i think we were probably speaking to you don two three months before the show was the first conversation and meeting we had with him and what are you there were you there for the actual show itself yep. so i do all the show calling whereabouts are you standing usually in front of house right with my headset on and my mic what happens if there's a major disaster that's usually down to me <laughs> to fix it very very quickly any examples you care to share uh not this season i can't actually remember the last time we had a touch word god i shouldn't really even say that um, we have managed to circumnavigate most of the things that have popped up before anyone knew about them, put it that way. Um, I have seen things, you know, I've had some, some fabulous ones, which you can't fix. You know, I was in Milan doing a show a handful of years ago and um, in June for menswear in a black tent, as one does in Milan when it's 35 degrees yeah. Fahrenheit, and the air conditioning broke nice. on a Sunday in a Catholic country where you can't get anyone to come out and do anything on a Sunday. And that took some really, really, really quick, smart manoeuvring. Because yeah. I think it got up to about 50 degrees. Nice. No, it was horrible. <laughs> it was really unpleasant. People were fainting. I mean, it wasn't guests. We got this fixed. We got it fixed yeah. before the guests came in. But it was, that was one of those times when you kind of, you look at the project. And I remember thinking to myself, why do I do this? I've probably just knocked a year off my life mm. with this dress. But then most of the time they go amazingly well, like the yeah. Udon one, and you remember why you do it. Yeah, I mean, doing... I, I, I think that at the end of every season, I look back at this, A, the beautiful work we've done, you know, myself with my team, but then I look at the beautiful work that the designers do, and I look at the landscape of British fashion, and mm. it's fantastic. What do you think about that um, in terms of, you know, new names, up-and-comers? Is there anyone that's sort of sticking in your mind at the moment? Love Molly Goddard. Love what she does. I mean, real youngster, very, very new to the scene. Yeah. Um, I love Ashley what, Williams. What, what, what is it about Molly's clothes that you like? Whimsy. It's just whimsical. She just, she makes me smile. There's something about her work that just makes me smile. Do you work with it's, her? Yeah. We did, we did a presentation for her a couple of seasons ago where she transformed this sort of black box into a, a sandwich factory. So she had all the girls in these amazing, beautiful, whimsical sort of tulle dresses and then they were wearing wellington boots like you would in a food factory <laughs> and standing at high tables literally making sandwiches with sliced white bread and lettuce Amazing. and tomato and in a row and then the whole space was kind of surrounded by white iridescent shower curtain and it looked amazing Fantastic. amazing it was just one of those but she's brilliant i love what she does 
What happens when a, you know, like a really new designer comes on the scene and they need some help with set design or lighting or the kind of stuff that you get involved mm-hmm. with production? Do you help them? Are there ways that they can, you know, do you lower your rates for them? Or I think what we do is we try to support them. I think it's it's not so much about lowering rates. I'm a big believer that when you know when anyone, any business, any youngster, any designer, whoever it might be in in business, engages with something like doing a show that you shouldn't I think there's something almost a little bit patronizing about saying you're new so we're gonna you know give you a a discount Mm -hmm. what we try to do instead is look at their budgets and say okay so let's work really cleverly with this and then I think it comes down to coming up with a brilliant creative and it doesn't have to be something that costs tens of thousands of pounds you know that little sandwich factory did not have a big budget attached to it, but it was so visually impactful and memorable, you know, and it really, it, it's the simple things like that. Mm. And I think that's where you support a young designer is saying, don't panic, let's put our thinking hats on and come up with something original. Um, and there's a lot of handholding because, you know, doing it, there's a science to doing a show. And it's something that's really important for the designers to engage with. So, with the guys really who are showing for the first time, there's that kind of... It's not educating them, it's just kind of explaining how all these elements mesh together and how it's important to engage with yeah. them. So how did you get into this kind of work? So I, I have sort of worked in fashion in one way or another since forever. Um, and I worked in Paris for a big brand there. And what was the brand? Thierry Mugler. And um, was working on shows there as a, a baby, like 20... 21 and then came back and I was working for Condé Nast and um, my boss at Condé Nast said you are too much of a rebel you're unemployable you'll spend your whole life getting fired and you should go and sit up on your own and I was wow yeah I was devastated <laughs> I was 23 and I was devastated and I thought oh my god I'm never going to have a job and then I met my now business partner Anushka Menzies and we started the agency and I am so grateful to the person who gave me that advice he is a genius and he made a <laughs> huge difference. Him. He, yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I thank him every time I see him. But um, it, was, it was the best advice I've ever been given. Yeah. It really was. But I think you're fearless at 23. Right. You know. And for somebody who might be wanting to get into this kind of work, yeah. what's your advice? Um, you need to, A, get, satis- get your satisfaction, your job satisfaction needs to have a kind of, pause button on it because you do a huge amount of work and that satisfaction comes for a split second when the show happens that's when it comes Mm -hmm. and you need to have thick skin you need to be unbelievably committed do you think you need to have studied fashion or be in the creative industry i'm just thinking like people who literally coming out of school or college i think if you you, i think creativity is really important so i think having done some form of education in you know it could be even fine art art history it doesn't matter but just so that you've it's really helpful to have built up a kind of visual frame of reference and to have a a, a bit of a visual vocabulary to refer to because it's something you talk about so much with the designers it's good to have a bit of a grounding in that but you don't have to have done that in school it's something you can you can do yourself just simply by reading good a good broad spectrum of books and magazines and going to good exhibitions and galleries and just informing yourself mm-hmm. um, if you have you need to have a passion for this job though because it is really really hard work and do you employ interns yes 
How does somebody approach you? What's the Um, They can do it through the email on our website. That's Mm. how most interns do. And then it will get sent to the right person or department, depending on what that person's studying, what they're interested Mm. in. But, yeah, no, we we, we love having... um, I I have a number of people on my team here in very serious management positions. Our head of design liaison, our backstage director, both of them started as interns with me. And they're in seriously grown-up positions now. Wow, and so brilliant. you like to promote internally? Love to promote. Listen, when I put a load of time into teaching someone, I'd much rather they stayed with me. That's Do you know true, what I mean? Yeah, and makes total sense. You know, sometimes they, they need to fly the coop, obviously, <laughs> and I always weep. <laughs> weep. You know, absolutely hate it when the good ones go, but, you know, sometimes they, they do. Um, and so, and before we finish, I need to ask you because I've yeah. I've saw that you also produced shows for people like Beyonce, Rihanna, Jay Z, some really big names. Yeah. Um, what's we it like do. doing something like that for for Beyonce? Um, it was it, working with Beyonce is one of the one of the most extraordinary, wonderful, beautiful, enjoyable experiences. First, what was it? What was the actual piece? That she you were doing it for was her? the uh, it, it was a one night event. We don't tour or anything, so the concerts, mm-hmm. the music pieces that we tend to do, tend to be one night special yeah. concerts. So, for Beyonce, it was she headlined at Glastonbury, and she was launching her album Four, and she um, was doing. She decided to do a secret gig in London, and it was. Basically, the audience was one half megastars. So it was Jay-Z and Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow and Adele. And I mean, literally every massive name you can think of was in the Shepherd's Bush Empire. And then they, the other 1,500 people were tickets that were given away on the day to fans who called in free, which I thought was amazing. So th- these, these kids who got tickets were all, you know, on the, in the stalls part of the Shepherd's Bush Empire looking up. And before the show, while they were waiting for the show to come on, they had you know, Jay-Z and Gwyneth and all these amazing people, you know, doing selfies with the crowd behind <laughs> them and throwing little sign notes down to the... I mean, it was amazing. Did she have a lot of involvement in the, in, in the production with you yeah, beforehand? She, yeah, I yeah, know she does. And she, she has an amazing team as well. I mean, they are, you know, her lighting designer is incredible. Her, what kind know, of direction did they give you? Um, uh, v- very, very simple. They said, look at what we've just done at Glastonbury. And I was like, OK, pyramid stage, yeah. vast, Shepherd's <laughs> Bush Empire, tiny. Yeah we're going to have to interpret here because I think they kind of had an idea that they might be able to just roll that set into a space that was about a fifth of the size, (laughs) which clearly wasn't going to happen. Um, So we had to work on... And it wasn't just the set and the lighting, it was also how they were staging the show because, you know, there wasn't space to put her full band up. Um, there wasn't space to have 16 dancers and backing singers. There just wasn't space. Right. Yeah, it's a really small, intimate venue. Um, but she was incredible. Incredible. She is just the most courteous, polite, gracious, professional, wonderful person to work with. Amazing. And she did a show and blew everyone away. I mean, mm. it, it was extraordinary. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. What, are you, what, what else have you got on for the rest of the I'm literally week? whizzing away from here, back into the show space to do a run-through for David Comer. Um, and then we're doing his show at five, so in a couple of hours. You should come and watch that. Yes, I'd love and to. And then we've got um, that today, and then a handful of shows tomorrow. My bl- mind is going completely blank as to what's on our schedule. I know we've got Osmond tomorrow at um, a venue away from here, and then we've got... Toga's show at the Truman Brewery on Tuesday yeah. 
and a presentation for Issa Arfen and various shows happening here. And, yeah, busy. It's really busy. Issa Arfen's amazing. Love. Love the stuff. You're in the same yeah. building as us as well, so it's really yeah, easy doing easy. creative <laughs> meetings. Just run up the stairs, which is really useful. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Okay, well, thank you so much. It's You're been a real so pleasure. Welcome. Thank you for having me Enjoy on. Enjoy the rest of Fashion Week. Yeah, you too. That was Charlotte Leroux talking to me at London Fashion Week. Don't forget to download previous episodes of My Big Idea for more advice on building a career in the fashion industry. And you should also check out the ASOS magazine fortnightly podcast, These Four Walls. I'm Danielle Radoichin. Thanks for listening. Bye.